Welcome to Face Up with Chris. Chrissy Francesco, Zach D. Francesco is here. Also, I really am in such a great mood today that I'm like, you know what? Let's see if the OG co-host will, will be around down in uh, hot Florida. It's now dark, <laughs> dark and hot Florida. Uh, Jason Miller's with us. What's going on, man? Hey, how's it going? Great to be here. A lot of uh, action going on. For sure. That's, I'm assuming... It's only going to get crazier within the next, you know, less than 24 hours. Um, but kind of let's let's talk about what happened today. So, again, like uh, we didn't plan on recording a podcast until um, Wednesday evening after the first round of the NHL draft was complete. So then we, we can talk about uh, who the Flyers took at seven if they hold on to that seven spot uh, and uh, number 22, if, in fact, they hold on to number 22. Uh, so. Well, again, we will record a podcast tomorrow night after the draft, but so much has happened today, even with the one trade. To me, it's, uh, I mean, I have just been playing Cool in the Gang celebration on repeat on my Spotify ever since I got the notification that Kevin Hayes is officially no longer a Philadelphia Flyer. Um Jay, I'll start with you. Your thoughts when you heard the trade was final, and then the details of that trade, and then Zach, I'll get to you. But Jay, your your thoughts on the Kevin Hayes experiment as a whole, and your thoughts when it went down. I mean, the contract was always bad from the instance. I mean, I think when he signed, I don't think he ever had a 50-point season. Maybe he had one of that we don't remember, but I didn't think that he had one. So with the money that he was getting paid, there was a lot for not that much production. Um, and I mean, it just went into the Fletcher, you know, Chuck Fletcher, we're going to retool, not rebuild, I guess, for the past couple of years. But when, I mean, when they made the move, I mean, obviously there's two parts to this trade. Um, obviously, a, you know, what, four days ago, there was supposed to be this huge blockbuster where there was going to be four players coming from Philly to St. Louis and then a whole package coming back and mm-hmm. for it to just be Kevin Hayes, obviously it's in, in, sorry, pictures in flyers. eyes. a lot of fans might look at this as a bad trade because of what originally was supposed to be the trade, yeah. but going forward, it was a trade that had to be made. And, you know, I mean, and people are going to call this, if this is a bad trade, then, what I don't know what the last five years of this organization has been with trading, but we'll just leave it at that. I mean, and then Jay, I'll ask you because I, I, um, I committed almost, you know, gimmick infringement in terms of copying, pasting a, a text from Jay. And I put it on uh Twitter because look, I mean, even though we did say, look, it does suck. You're covering 50% of the salary because look, you still got to cover like three, over, I think like three and a half, you got to cover three and a half million dollars, a little over three and a half million over the next three seasons uh, of that remaining contract for Hayes. However, Jay had a phenomenal point, which again, made me feel so much better. Paying off 50% without Kevin Hayes is a heck of a lot better than a hundred percent with him on your roster. So that's a great point. And look in the four years that he spent in Philadelphia, uh, Kevin Hayes played 253 games, 157 points, and was a minus 50. So if that's something that anybody wants to celebrate, Hanks over $7 million a year or two, and a guy that clearly gave up last season 
I mean, to the point where, you know, John Tortorella openly just said, I don't want him on my team, <laughs> basically. So, you know, it is what it is. He's someone that was first and foremost as a guy that had to go. And, um, you know, the, the, they got a sixth round, you know, here's a give me pick. Just take it and, and run. Um, Zach, I'm going to go to you now. It's your turn. You know, you've been someone, I don't think you've necessarily, you know, you're a guy that will defend any flyer at any time. But I, I don't recall you being the kind of guy who's defended Kevin Hayes. Um, what was your thought, your thoughts on, on Kevin Hayes, the player? I I actually kind of liked him when he came in uh, in the first year. I'm going to mute Yeah, I thought now. he had. <laughs> no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I thought he had a good two hundred foot game. He's he was he's a guy that can be counted on on the on the penalty kills and maybe the power plays, but that didn't turn out to be to be uh that what happened, but uh he sucks. We all know that. He's yes. not the guy that's worth seven point one million for mm-hmm. seven years that can't even score more than 60 points a season you know that that's 7.1 is a second line center that should be able to score like 70 plus points a season i agree i agree i think that's something that got missed with a lot of people whereas everyone's like look you know when he signed the deal and i i think anthony demarco on twitter said this he goes look when they signed the deal he was like one of the top um centerman on the in the market at that point so it's like you know of course you were going to do a classic overpay for the guy my opinion is why even go after him when he's asking for over seven million dollars a year and you can go look at his numbers and say this guy's had 50 more than 50 points one time in his career how is that someone that you can look at and be like you know what he's a big difference maker on this team and i'll ask you jay like <laughs> Look, I know the Flyers and, and Fletcher and before that Hextall were just really, really – I mean, Fletcher's world-class bad at his job. And Hextall really hurt this team, was the start of really hurting this franchise going into Fletcher, who just made it worse. Um, when you're looking back at that deal, you you almost say to yourself, man, I'd rather them have just not signed anybody at that point. Well, part of it, too, was when they – got Kevin Hayes, they also had a trade for his rights. It wasn't just an unrestricted free agent. So they gave up assets for the just the negotiation rights with Kevin Hayes. And if people understand the ruling with negotiation rights, they're going through it right now with Tony D'Angelo. Right. Which I'm assuming they sh- I'm assuming the NHL is going to make a decision before tomorrow's NHL draft about what they can and can't do about it. That's a dollar discussion. But go back to Hayes. Um, but yeah, when you give up, when you when you put a guy, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like Zach said, you know, when you have a $7 million player, you're thinking second line centerman. And second line centerman on competitive teams are hitting that 70 plus point mark. Yep. Or, you know, I mean, and it's, I guess a big thing that hurt them a little bit is the Katoria injury. Obviously, he would be your first line centerman, and Hayes would have been at the two spot. He's not a number one, you know. But at the end of the day, I mean, is he really a two? Oh, I don't think so. It's a tough. It's a tough thing. I mean, on like if you have a solid 
I, I want to say if you're bottom half of a playoff seed, then yeah, I can see him being a two. Mm-hmm. But I can't see him on a cup contending team being a solid two. I agree. I, I agree. I mean, if you look at a guy like Scott Lawton this year who had 43 points and 18 goals and was a minus nine is making $4 million less a year than Kevin Hayes and does so much more than what Kevin Hayes does. Um, so, but, you know, notwithstanding, you know, Kevin, uh, a guy like Kevin Hayes. So the initial deal that was really supposed to go down, this was according to uh, Keith Jones and um, Charlie O'Connor on, on Twitter, who covers the, I think for the athletic, um, he's does, he does great, great work. Um, he was told from what he gathered that it was originally just supposed to be Kevin Hayes and Travis Sanheim for Tory Krug and I believe the Blues' first round draft pick. Krug, amidst everybody in the organization that the Flyers could get their hands on to call him and talk to him, just flat out refused to come and play in Philadelphia. Now, look, I. I'll trash that because I'm like, look, you know, you, this one dude, this guy who is not that good of a player anymore is holding up this really big trade for the Flyers future with a no trade clause. I'm like, man, it pisses me off that Tory Krug is the guy, but let's be honest, you know, when a player gets a no movement or a no trade clause, he's earned that they earn that. And that's a yeah. big deal. So I'm not going to stop. I'm not hate, hate on a guy that's, got kids and a family and is in his thirties and just wants to pack up and just move um, to Philadelphia and play for a team. That's not going to win for a couple of years. Um, so I get that. However, and I, I also got confirmation on this, that Scott Lawton was never part of the deal. Um, they've been having conversations separately with St. Louis on a separate Scott Lawton deal. Um, I'm not sure if those are going to be revisited. I don't think they're going to be. Uh, I, I know they're get, they're still getting numerous phone calls regarding Travis Sanheim, but um, it really does suck that that initial deal was not able to go through um, because as it stands right now at ten about ten fifteen on on Tuesday night, I'm not certain the Flyers are going to be acquiring an additional first round draft pick for tomorrow, unless somebody comes around for Sanheim, but. I mean, Jay, if they want to get back in the top 20, I think only Travis Konechny is going to be that guy to get them in that top 20. And it's starting to look like maybe Konechny won't be dealt unless that's a draft floor deal right up against it. What do you, what are your thoughts now on where they're going to go? Uh, go, to, go to Zach. Go to oh, Zach. Go to Zach. Zach. So, yeah. yeah, Zach, your thoughts on on everything I just said. Uh, my thoughts on a connecting deal is it, it, it'll probably happen on a draft floor, like you said. Um, I, I could see, I, I could still see them going to Detroit for the 17th overall and one of their second round pits this year. I, I would do that trade in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I would even try to get maybe like a you know, top top twelve to the fifteenth overall, so around there for Konechny. That'll be and maybe not, that's tough. Maybe yeah. not ask for a second. Maybe just ask for one of the first. But um, most I, likely, if he does get dealt, it'll probably be to Detroit for a seventeenth and a second. 
Yeah, so I mean, I think Detroit's probably the most ideal landing spot. But uh, Jay, everything I was just saying before, uh, you had a comment. I saw a rumor potentially of the Rangers going in with TK, and I saw a a proposed trade. What it would look like would be the first round, their first round draft pick, and Alexi Lafaniere. Oh wow! Okay. Because some people are thinking that he needs to be – because, I mean, the Rangers are in a win-now mode. Yep. And he's more – he seems like he needs more of a change of scenery. And, you know, the Flyers could definitely add that type of scenery. And it being, you know, number one overall draft pick not that long ago, Mm -hmm. um, you could definitely see – you know, it could potentially help both sides in terms of that. The Rangers get a player that can win now, and the Flyers get to bring in not only the first-round draft pick, but a guy that originally was a number one overall draft pick, see if they can get something almost, I'm not going to compare the two players, but almost like an Owen Tippett, where a change of scenery definitely looks like it yeah. helps benefit playing under Tortorella and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And Alexi Lafaniere, a Tortorella guy, probably not. But if you're telling me that Travis Konechny can net you that type of haul, it would be very tough for me to say no. That's a good point. Um, so, but do you also? And I said this a, a couple weeks ago, Jay. Um, if you trade Travis Konechny, you almost have to keep Scott Lawton, correct? If you trade one, you got to keep the other. I don't necessarily feel that because I think you're basically trying to restart it all. It's not that you, you know, we're not completely tearing the. I mean, obviously. We, practically are tearing the complete house down, but you're, you need to get assets for the future. You just can't – there's not one player on this team right now where you would say in five years I can see them being on this team, okay. except for except for one guy, and he ain't even mm-hmm. on the Flyers right now. <laughs> um, and I agree. Um, and I, I think the, the only players that I think you're probably going to see on this team in the next five years, I think, is Cutter Gautier, whoever they draft Wednesday night. Um, and then I, I do believe they're going to have a guy like Noah Cates is going to be around for a while. Um, so, yeah, m- you know, so moving forward um, regarding uh, the a Flyers team that now actually has money. Um, so uh, to kind of piggyback what Jay and I were talking about before hitting record, uh, the Flyers now have uh, $10,488,000 worth of cap space, um, um, I believe, correct, from um, the available cap space. Um, Right, so they get the the, the $3.5 million um, from uh, Hayes, Lindblom's buyout, which is six hundred and sixty-six thousand. Then you got the LTI candidate and and Ryan Ellis who won't play. That's six point two five million dollars. So this is um this is a team that after probably this upcoming season is going to have money because I assume even after this upcoming season, Travis Konechny won't be in the future. Scott Lawton won't be in the future. Um, we really have no idea what's going to happen with Carter Hart until the Canada, the Hockey Canada investigation is complete. But uh, this is a franchise that's really gearing themselves up for the next two years' worth of free agents. Um, 
and I, and and look, you know, Jim Jackson said this uh, yes, I believe a couple of days ago on a um a broadcasters panel uh, for the Flyers, where he thinks the Flyers have a real solid shot to compete for a you know a a lower end playoff position in two thousand twenty three. Um, based on every team around them and seeing, you know, if these young guys out of nowhere come up uh, and do what they're supposed to do. I know, Jay, you and I have been, and Zach uh, is also a guy that at one point said the Flyers were going to be a big-time playoff team in two years. But, Jay, you and I in the past have said possibly anywhere between three and five. Look, if some of these young cats – they come around like they did last season. I mean, Noah Cates had a Selk vote, a Rookie of the Year vote. Owen Tippett hit 27 goals. He definitely has the ability to hit 35. Um, you know, Cam York is a guy that could all of a sudden skyrocket to the top uh, of being a, a top two uh, D-man on this team. Um, you know, Joel Farabee, Morgan Frost. You know, what are we going to get from Tyler Forrester? There's a lot of talent. It's young. It's a lot of talent on this team, and they're led by a great head coach. Jay, are you still in that three to five years of a playoff team, or do you think maybe within the next two that this franchise could could do a little bit of shocking? I'm still gonna I'm still gonna stick. I'm gonna not. I'll lower the window from like to like three years, not okay. to five. Um, five would be deep, deep run into the playoff series cup contender. Makes three sense. years, I definitely three years. I definitely think you are in the wild card. Okay, I think two years they'll make the hunt. Three years they'll get in. Um, they'll have those typical Flyers years of the past, like fifteen years, where they're um, six points out with like twelve games to go, and they're on a heater, <laughs> and then they then they have to play the Carolina Hurricanes on a Sunday at like five o'clock in the afternoon game, and they lose, <laughs> and then that's all she wrote. But um, I mean, it's just. When you put hockey guys in a hockey position and you clearly are seeing them being aggressive in terms of this, I mean, we couldn't trade JVR with, you know, half a year left on his deal. And we're out here trading Kevin Hayes and uh, Provy, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I think absolutely crazy. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. So let's kind of, Turn our attention to real quick. The uh, you know I don't want to spend too much time on the draft because it's such a crapshoot right now. There's so many different things going on. Um, I'm going to ask you, Zach. It just came out a couple about an hour ago that made my entire night. Where the Flyers, after meeting with Matt Bay, uh, Meechkoff, apparently internally, um, the Flyers have shifted their their goal to trying to get Ryan Leonard, the guy who I've been begging them to draft. Uh, Ryan Leonard in that seven spot. Now, part of me believes this is only because, like, look, and I've known for a, a month or two now that the Flyers had a board of five players that they really wanted that seven. I know for a fact that Ryan Leonard has been number two on that list for about a month and a half now. So they're really, they've always been really high on Ryan Leonard. They always had Mitchkoff number one. But because as things are starting to come out, he was dropping more in the draft. But as we get closer to tomorrow or Wednesday, so many very plugged-in pundits within the NHL are starting to expect that Meechkoff is going to be gone in the top five, most likely to the Sharks at four. 
Um, could go as high as three. Depends on what happens. So a lot of people believe that Ryan Leonard is the favorite because the Flyers are internally assuming that Meechkoff won't be there at seven. Uh, Zach, you and I have been talking at nauseum. I mean, you literally call me 17 times a day in the last month asking me about what's going on with this. What are your thoughts on Ryan Leonard and Meechkoff, and who do you prefer? I, I absolutely love Ryan Leonard. Mm-hmm. I, he's a perfect fit. For the Flyers, uh, he he plays on Cutter Gote's line mm-hmm. on the USA team, and I think it, uh, I think he's the guy that Tortorella would absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Uh, every single shift of the night, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he could score goals. He has a great shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays a two hundred foot game. He doesn't mm-hmm. shy away from from anybody on the ice and. I, I just think he'll be a better pick than than Meechkov because I I really don't trust the the Meechkov pick, um, with the the three years of the contract with with uh, the yeah, Russian yeah. so, um, but yeah, so he, I mean, I, so I I think and sorry to cut you off. I know in the past players with under young players on the contract in the KHL can get out of that deal. It takes a lot. But it can definitely be done now. But there's also Mitchkov may not want to get out of his deal for the next three years, which would, you know, in the timeline of the Flyers, especially according to Briere, who said they're looking three to four years down the road, which would be Mitchkov timeline. Then, yeah, it maybe it does make sense to get Mitchkov. But again, there's no guarantee that he's going to come over here. That's where I get worried. And look, Jay and I have had this discussion where he just kept saying, Russian, 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 Russian. And I get it. (laughs) But because realistically, Zach, and you and I have talked about this, and Jay and I talked about it, it's been said that if Michkov wasn't in the KHL and didn't have that three-year contract attached to his name, he's he's the second player overall in the draft. I mean, he's that good. I mean, that good. Um, And, but that's where I'm at now with the Flyers. Like, I just don't, they're so such a tender, you know, uh, fragile organization right now. I don't know if I want to be strapped in the very in the. This is the biggest pick of the Briere era right now. Is Wednesday night one because of the stacked draft that it is. You have two picks in the top twenty-five. This is big because you got to hit both of them. So I'm I'm worried about Meechkoff because it's. It's almost, you know, it's a 50-50 what's going to go on the next three years. Whereas Ryan Leonard, you know for a fact, most likely within two years, he and Cutter Gauthier are going to be line mates in that first line for the Flyers. Um, and that's something, you know, I am begging to see. And I and I said this to Zach. I said, I'll be thrilled if they draft Michkov. I'll be thrilled also if they don't draft Michkov. It's such an odd dichotomy that I'm that I'm that I'm putting myself in um like it's like this juxtaposition where I'm trying to figure out do I outweigh the worries of Mitchkoff two to three years from now compared to the talent that he is I I just I don't know where I'm at mentally Jay you're super confident on Mitchkoff 
and I want to kind of I want you to convince me as to why. I just think, I mean, I'm not. I just think the offensive skill set, and I think that's the one thing that I mainly talk about it all the time. Yeah, and Jack hit it on with the Ryan Leonard play, the 200 foot game. Yeah, they have a lot of those people. For a while, you could have said Fair BT, Travis Connecting were basically the same player. Yep, and and Cutter is Cutter is definitely showing you that he is going to be a shoot first guy. Yes, and that's the Flyers honestly cannot have not had in Since a Chef Carter the guy where yeah <laughs> I'm going to shoot yeah um where I mean you look at what Krill the Thrills doing in Minnesota right now <laughs> and I think and I think it's a similar impact because you're you're playing. He's in playing against men. Mm-hmm. He's not playing in, you know, teenage and he's not playing in college. He's playing against men over there. They're getting yeah. paid to play. And I yeah. get like NIL deals and hockey and everything like that. But they're getting, he's playing against grown men. So when he comes over here, the game is not going to be, it's not going to be a completely different thing than he's been doing. The only difference is the rink's smaller. Right. Good so point. I just think, I just think that, and that's certain. I mean, and similar thing to basketball too. When everybody just says like this guy's going to be a superstar, well, they're not playing against guys that are going to be twenty six. They're going against guys that are men, like thirty one yeah. years old. Like they are men. They're getting paid. And I just think that if you're, and again, we're three years away from being competitive. If you're telling me that you can get the second best talent of a draft and he'll be ready to go in three years, and he's willing to come over in three years. Then absolutely. Now, if he's not willing to come over in three years, then obviously that's not the pick. But you right. got to take the gamble. How many times can you say that you can draft the second best player at the seventh overall topic? All right. I mean, damn it, you did a really good job. Um, Thank you. So, <laughs> I mean, well, well, not necessarily, but like, and I mean, retrospect. Look at what just happened in the NFL draft this past year. Jalen Carter yeah. dropped the nine to the Eagles. If he didn't have his off the field issues or anything like that. He would be a top five pick. He would not be there at number nine. That's a good point, uh, Zach. You were saying. I I got a couple things is um, that I still think Mitchkov is is going to get drafted second overall to the Ducks. Jesus, go ahead. Second, second. Um, if Guinea Malkin had the same, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Guinea Malkin had a KHL contract uh, when he got drafted, and he decided to finish out his contract before he came to the NHL. And uh, once he finished it, he came to the Penguins, and now he's becoming a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer, yeah. So it was the same scenario for Malkin than it is with Michikov uh, right now. Okay. Question real quick. When Malkin Malkin did the draft, was that right – after the lockout or right before the lockout? I thought he was after the lockout. Let me check. So he was drafted in the 2004. So that was right before the lockout. Yeah, so that could be a, a reason why Malkin finished out his KHL contract. Right. Which, you know, because we don't have those circumstances now, yeah. Right. Um, so that's a good point. Um, all right, so Zach, before we we're gonna end here because we're gonna have a, it's gonna be a big day tomorrow. What do you think happens tomorrow night 
on the draft floor. And who do you think the Phillies or the Phillies? Who do you think the Flyers end up taking uh, with their very first pick? So I got I got a few things that's going to happen is that I think they're going to trade up to the fifth spot with Montreal, and what I think's going to happen is they're going to trade the seventh overall and their twenty second overall to the fifth spot. And I think that's when they're going to draft Ryan Letter. Then when they get to the, yeah, because okay. I, I, because you know, there's been lots of discussion with Canadians really liking Ryan Leonard, and there's also been, I also been hearing that the Canadians would wouldn't mind trading back a few spots. Okay. So that has me. The Flyers turn up to the fifth overall and getting rid of their 22nd overall. Or maybe even I could actually see Sandheim along with it. Mm. Instead of the 22nd, I can actually see Sandheim and a seventh going to the fifth. And that's when we draft Leonard. And that way we still have our 22nd. Or we'll have the seventh and a 22nd going to Montreal for the fifth. Mm-hmm. And then Later in the draft in the twenties, um, that's when we're going to trade Sanheim for one of the first rounders in in the high twenties. That's what I think it's going to happen. All right, uh, Jay, how about you? Um, I think I think you're going to hear a lot of talks. Probably, I would say about four to five Eastern time about. A move that we're not, or a team that we really haven't been linking anybody to. Um, Interesting, but I think I think somebody will come in with a strong offer for Travis Konechny or Scott Lawton. I think one of them, a team that we're not really thinking of right now, is going to try to make an attempt at a run like that. And I think if the Flyers were to accumulate a third first round draft pick. I think that's the goal, get a third first round draft pick. <clears throat> then I can kind of see them doing what Zach said in terms of trying to package and move up to make sure that you're going to go get your guy. Because right now it's just all smoke and mirrors. They're, everyone's sure. trying to read each other's cards at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think this obviously Connor Bedard drops a seven in the flyer. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I think, I think there's a team – that we were not expecting that comes in, I want to say about two to three hours before the draft, that makes a run of either Lawton or TK. All right. And who do you think the Flyers I, draft? Oh. I think I think they go – I think they get Ryan Leonard. I think okay. Mitch Cobb will be off the board. And I want Mitch Cobb, but I think he'll be off the board. Right. And I, I think that's where I'm at. I think we're going to – right now, I mean, we're less than 24 hours before the draft. There is so much gamesmanship going on right now. That you know, like like Jay said, he hit it nail the nail on the head. It's all smoke and mirrors until the draft floor. I mean, it's 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 going to be wild. Um, and it's because not just the Flyers. There's a lot of team. Are the Washington Capitals going to move up to the top four to try to get Mitchkov? Like, there's just so much happening. Um, and one more, one more. Uh, well, I guess it wouldn't really be like a bold prediction or anything, but I think the NHL allows. The Flyers or trade Tony D'Angelo to Carolina. <laughs> yes, I think that's but, what it goes down to. 
Now the question is, so you can only retain three players' salary. That should be two or three. Yeah. Do you think they try to find a third team to take some of that money off of Tony D'Angelo? I, just I mean, I know think... it's only for the one year. Yeah. I guess it's because it's only the one year. I wish that they were able to find a team that could re- maintain like 30% of the salary kind of how they did with the Brody. That would be great. I don't think so. I think it's just going to be a straight up salary dump. Um, yeah. It sucks, but I mean, that's just, I mean. You, like, think, they're gonna get, you think they'll get a second, third, and a fourth back for him like we traded? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, so I if, think if we if we retain Tony D'Angelo, is that is that two players that we retained so far? Yeah. Yep. So so I and guess that, that's, that's why they're trying Sandheim. that's why they're trying to trade Sandheim before July first, because right. they'll absolutely probably have to retain a little bit of Travis Sandheim. Um right. that's an eight year deal. So I mean I'm sure whoever's gonna take that on July first will will ask for maybe, you know. 20 10 to 20 percent retained there that's a long that's a long one to to hold on to um god check chuck fletcher was just terrible man um and i and i and i rips and i ripped sam pinky i thought he was bad (laughs) chuck fletcher takes the cake on all of them um well we're gonna be you guys are gonna be getting crumble cookies if they don't trade to buy a (laughs) carrot oh he's funny that guy um all right so Thank you guys very much. Oh, I think the Flyers stay at seven and draft Ryan Leonard because I think Meechkoff is going to go fourth overall to San Jose. Um, he's been linked so many times now to San Jose. I mean, at some point where there's smoke, there's fire. So, um, but yeah, I think Ryan Leonard and I will be doing cartwheels at the uh, DeFrancisco household. Um so, all right, uh, Jay, thanks a lot, man. Maybe tomorrow night if you have time, if you're not working like you always do. Maybe we can I'm, hop on. I'm, I'm off. Oh, good. So we'll see what happens yeah. tomorrow night. Maybe Jay will hop on tomorrow night. If not, all be, no big deal. Talk about the draft. Maybe there's some more trades that are going to happen tomorrow. Uh, we're excited for it. It's an exciting time to be a Flyers fan. So enjoy the draft tomorrow. It should be a lot of fun. Zach, thank <laughs> you. and appreciate it. Um, yeah, no problem. All right. I'm Christy Francesco. That's Jason Miller and Zach D. Francesco. And we'll catch you guys down <clears> the road. And uh, go Flyers. <laughs>